This is Safety Walls Podcast. We love Earth and Earthlings. Hello everyone, this is Aishit Rukshana, the Director of Safety Wall, again welcoming you all to the second episode of the Safety Walls podcast. So today we are going to discuss about this little creature. This is an incredible insect which rules the heart and its colorful features just make us captive of it. Yes, as guest, this is none other than a beautiful butterfly. In today's episode, we have a beautiful butterfly boy from Tamil Nadu, India. So without any further delay, let's take a walk with him to the butterflies. So Sharan is a 28-year-old boy from Rajapalayam, Tamil Nadu, a town located right next to the foothills of Western Ghats in Vidunagar district. He did his schooling in Rajapalayam and graduated from Tyagarajaya College of Engineering Madurai as a computer science engineering graduate. He went on to work for an US MNC Trimble and he worked as a senior automation engineer uh, for a couple of half years before quitting it and became an early career entrepreneur now. Sharan's connect with nature started in the year 2004 with the help of his mother and also his school principal who helped him learn birds and create interest in birds and bad watching. In 2015 his focus shifted to butterflies and gradually into the ordinates which helped him form an NGO called Roar where he is the founder president. The motive of this NGO is to spread awareness and make the people fall in love with his lesser fauna creatures. He has also been selected as one of the 20 Earth Educator Fellows by Gyukan Organization this year and also Roar has published and come up with many educative materials on butterflies including the best selling basics of butterfly books titled as Butterflies of Tamil Nadu. Without any further delay, Navsharin, it's over to you. And Ratna for having me here uh, to talk about one of the most uh important things in my life which is butterflies and butterflies and butterfly watching has been my most favorite hobby and uh if if I, if at all i get any free time during the day or uh any part of the month or year i go for trips and do butterfly watching with my friends and that that has been my uh most favorite hobby for the last 5 to 6 years Thank you so much Sharan. So we all know that you know when once we start something that we love we always have uh, some difficulties in that right. So tell us about some difficulties that you face in order to pursue your career your loved career. Let's start from the struggle itself. So uh, as you uh, were mentioning a few minutes back I was working for a usmnc called trimble uh, as a senior automation test engineer but right from my childhood i always wanted to uh, work somewhere in wildlife related jobs in some national parks or uh, take a nagio grant and do some projects inside some good uh, biodiversity hotspots but uh, due to you know um my mom and dad they demanded me to you know go for an it job and uh, all these bird watching and butterfly watching has to just be uh, your passion and not your profession so i i went on to work for uh, 2 and a half years in in an it field and then uh, that was it i, I lost uh, i i felt i was stagnant so i came out and uh, i am into a few agricultural businesses now uh, which also uh, some of it also 
uh, includes uh, wildlife like say for example bee farm uh, silkworm uh, production etc etc so so it all relates to nature so uh, so yeah that's it yeah i get it right so you know butterflies and the climate change are closely related as you know and um to begin with can you just explain us about what is butterfly formation in general butterflies like most insects they undergo a uh, complete metamorphosis uh, which is four stage life cycle so uh, first is egg the second is second stage is larva or caterpillar the third stage is pupa or chrysalis and the fourth stage and the final stage is adult butterfly so after the eggs are eggs mature caterpillars come out from within using its jaws it feeds on various diets like leaves fruits flowers depending on the each and every species and then caterpillars typically molts five times before it uh, finally decides to pupate so once it forms pupa the caterpillar dissolves itself inside the pupa uh, which means uh, the the caterpillar digests itself um and dissolves all of the tissues leaving out just few cells which are known as imaginal discs and uh, using these imaginal discs they uh, go on to form butterfly parts like head region thorax region and abdomen region and eventually the adult butterfly comes out so yeah well man this is a huge process to be very specific and um you know as we already said um butterflies and uh, um you know climate change are very close to each other like tell us about the impact in behavior change due to pollution pollution and uh, climate change what are the impacts and you know the behavior changes that happens uh, just because of the pollution and um the climate change to the butterflies Mm, so there are, there are a lot of uh, theories and you know studies that is going on so just to put it short see butterflies are health indicators for our ecosystem uh, say for example if an area has more than 50 to 70 different species of butterflies it's said to have a healthy ecosystem the the environment is so rich there uh, behavior change is observed in all stages of butterflies due to climate change and pollu- and including pollution eggs go to dormant state pupa goes to dormant state so i, I have personally observed uh, pupas you know the, the adult butterfly coming out of a pupa after 6 to 7 months and few pupas after com- coming out of uh, the adult butterfly coming out of a pupa after a year or so same, same to eggs also so eggs once laid uh, if the climate change is too harsh and if there are a uh, lot of pollution around the caterpillars emerge out of the egg after a few couple of months and not after a few couple of days which uh, it generally takes for a caterpillar to come out out of its egg so problem in pupation uh, leads to um, abnormal forms of butterfly say for example uh, you get you see this melanistic and you know um, albino uh, uh, wildlife so like uh, melanistic leopard albino crow uh, uh, white tiger etc etc so similarly butterflies do have a form called aberrant form so aberrant forms are the results of um, climatic changes and disturbances that are happening du- during its pupal stage and the other thing which i wanted to put here is that migratory butterfly season uh, you know 
uh, each year uh, just just to give you an example in in south india especially in tamil nadu kerala you have this milkweed butterflies they are they, uh, they are known as crows and tigers so during april may and june these butterflies travel from western ghats to eastern ghats and during uh, september october november or august september october they travel back to western ghats from eastern ghats and uh, every year the uh, it doesn't it doesn't migrate uh, during the same months because e- each and every year climate climatic conditions change and their migratory patterns also change due to this uh, climatic changes and also uh, lack of food sources so uh, there is this group called butterfly migration we are all part of that group and we have been studying migration for for the last uh, more than 6 uh, to 7 years and each and every year we have we have seen changes of this uh, migratory pattern so say for example this year the onwards migration if it happens in april next year it will be in june or or even much early march too so climatic uh, changes and pollutions affect all stages of butterflies that's great to know but at the same time very hard to digest so um ever in your journey have you ever experienced negative effects of negative influence of the climate on the butterflies like some butterfly you know while getting mature they die or not mature get mature so do you have any experience as such yeah as i told you earlier uh, uh deformities happens so i i personally experienced butterflies coming out of pupa without antenna uh, with uh, wings which uh, it can't dry out and it eventually dies within a day or two so such things happen yeah but it happens very rarely uh, these migratory pattern and routes it happens you know each and every year yeah i get it um so another question that i have for you is you know while searching i found that you know butterflies have two hearts that is one brain and one heart and you know can, can you please let us in know in detail about this uh typically it's not two hearts but yeah as you said it's just one brain and one heart so unlike us butterflies have long heart you know that that uh, runs to the length of its body also the main nervous system in the butterfly is Uh, situated right at the thorax region the middle region of the butterfly so butterfly body it's made up of three parts the head region the thorax region and the abdomen region so the main nervous system is in the thorax region rather than in the head and also a recent study uh, i think probably a year or two back says butterflies have uh, hearts um, on their wings you know these hearts help them in regulating their body temperature so butterflies are clo- cold blooded insects they are not warm blooded so they need heat and warmth um, through which they get energy to fly so these wing hearts help them in regulating uh, either lowering their body temperature or increasing the, their body temperature so yeah that's great to know i mean i've got a lot of knowledge by talking with you but um you know another fact that i found is butterflies have two eyes and after those two symbolize they have uh, um 12000 compound eyes compound eyes can you just uh, explain in detail about the virtues of these eyes like why do we have uh, 12000 eyes and two eyes as at first okay so yes most insects have compound eyes 
uh when looked into a butterfly though it appears uh, to have two eyes each of those eyes when observed under a microscope is uh, comprised of thousands of small small visual units so th- these compound eye sorry these compound eyes are made up of many separate units which is called as uh, omatidia so each of these units has its own optical fiber say for example one eye has uh, 10000 compound is made up of 10000 and small small uh, visual lenses each of these lenses have uh, separate uh, are, are separate units it has its own separate optic nerve fiber and etc so these eyes they help them in seeing things nearby and uh, since it has lot of uh, thousands and thousands of lenses it helps them in detecting even minute movement that is happening around them and also uh, these uh, the one of the main one of the other main uses of this uh compound eyes is that butterflies rely on color to find food from flowers and they have color vision that is more enhanced than our uh, our human sight so butterflies can see uh, ultraviolet uh, as well as infrared uh, colors so uh, flowers and uh, see uh, say for example if we look into look into flowers we won't be able to know which flower has nectar which flower doesn't have nectar etc so butterflies tend to uh, use these lenses to perceive the colors of flowers differently from human beings uh, and uh, some of the favorite colors of butterflies and uh, to which these butterflies are attracted to are white pink and red so flowers with these colors uh, tend to attract more fl- more uh, butterflies compared to other colors okay then i love those colors to be very specific um you know like you know most butterfly drink nectar or like you know drink blood or sweat or urine or urine or tears but they don't you know defecate but they expel a red liquid called uh, meconium right so how is this on progress they drink everything you know and they don't defecate but how how it how is it going on yes butterflies don't defecate cause of its diet so butterflies don't take in solid diet they they only take in liquid diet uh, they use a special organ called proboscis through which they feed on and suck liquid uh, liquid food so meconium has nothing to do with this meconium has uh, sorry meconium is a liquid that contains waste materials from its pupal stage so once the adult butterfly emerges out of its pupa it has to release out waste fluid right which was accumulated during the uh, evolution process like uh, uh, the caterpillar dissolves itself into to form a butterfly so that a uh, pungent smelling liquid is known as meconium which is red in color Zig- sorry regarding adult butterflies diet they feed on variety of them uh, we think that butterflies only feed on flowers uh, but butterflies feed on variety of diets like uh, animals cat birds cat even human excreta fruit sap tree sap uh, rotten uh, meat dead meat rotten fruits etc etc so while mud puddling and also while feeding on uh, these rotten fruit and uh, animal and birds cats they simultaneously intake liquid from these diets food sources and release out excess fluid through the abdomen so while they are feeding itself they they'll uh, simultaneously release out excess fluid this means they only take in required minerals and release out uh, rest amount of water which aren't useful for them so uh, meconium is different uh, 
uh, releasing out excess fluid um, is uh, different when they are uh, engaging in the behaviors like mud puddling and um, taking in minerals from these dead matters. I get it. I get it. So you know, while talking about these defecations and um, other such things, there is in common Korean ideology that you know when you touch the butterfly and then your eyes, you become blind. What's your thought on this? Do you think that it is a myth or is it actually a fact? I I, I find this funny, but I think I need to try it whether and see whether uh, I go blind or not. <laughs> but uh, I haven't heard or read about any such cases. But it's true that when you touch a butterfly, its, uh, its scales get stuck to your uh, skin. Uh, butterflies and moths' wings are made up of numerous scales. So if you look up uh, uh, a butterfly wing or a moth wing under the microscope, its wings are made up of thousands of scales. So those powdery substances that gets attached to your skin is nothing but the scale, and when direct contact with the eyes, it does cause irritation. We we have had uh, such irritations, but um, this belief that when when have direct contact with the eye and people can go blind, I can't comment on that. Uh, I just feel this is funny, but I I I can't comment more more on this particular topic. But Sharan, I'm telling you, like you know, on our next podcast or our next meet, you are going to tell me your experience on this because we need to get this done. <laughs> sure, I'll try yeah. and let you know. Um, so while talking about myths, the top one is the Korean ideology. But tell me mm-hmm. about some myths that about butterfly that you find very stupid. so uh talking about myths i only have uh, i could only think of two so people always say butterflies are always beautiful it's not the case there are many sick looking butterflies say for example i'll just give you an example uh there is this butterfly called chocolate pansy so uh, the entire color of the butterfly is just brown uh, uh, it doesn't look pretty to you know observe or photograph or anything like that so there are uh, plenty of butterflies which don't look beautiful at all so th- that is one myth butterflies are not always beautiful and the second myth is when asked uh, to people uh, like uh, what does a butterfly uh, you know uh, what does a butterfly's diet look like so people always say butterflies drink delicious nectar from flowers and that's their only favorite diet so it's not the case uh, j- just like how i told you earlier butterflies there are a lot of butterflies which uh, favors uh, birds cat animals cat and there there are many butterflies like uh, black raja tawny raja uh, which feeds on which likes feeding on human excreta and there are a lot of butterflies which feed on dead crab dead frog uh, any rotten meat for that matter so butterflies are not always lovely uh, lovely and they don't uh, they're not all one is they're not always beautiful and the second thing is they they don't always uh, taken uh, sweet uh, honey from flowers as their main diet so yeah so th- th- these are two myths which i i feel uh, funny about and it has to be um, awareness has to be created amongst uh, students and people that uh, all these things are bullshit correct right because you know i have seen butterflies that are like you know sick looking and uh, um that doesn't look you know that pretty so it's new to me that there is a myth um where people say that it is uh, you know every butterfly looks like um looks pretty 
but apart from that um you know while talking with you i have learned a lot i never knew in detail about butterfly and you know i never knew about its uh, mutations and its formations and um, everything online so last question i have for you is uh, something related to the butterfly mutation um so tell me give me an idea about you know uh, the cross mutation of butterflies like uh, a silk looking butterfly and um, um you know pretty looking butterfly if in case mutated what would be the um, do we have any other species of this kind as such uh we have had records of different species mating together but uh, there are no records of it uh, i mean the female butterfly eggling or mutated species that are flying around so uh, till now there are no records but there are a lot of records uh, and photographs of uh, two different species mating and some butterflies uh, i forgot the exact term so uh, this is one form which is very rare uh, half of the butterfly will be male and the half of the butterfly will be female so uh, these these sightings are also reported from india but it is very rare recently it was sighted in um, baksa tiger reserve in northwest bengal the butterfly's name is color sergeant uh, this particular one specimen it was half male and half female so uh, regarding your question uh, mutated butterflies aren't there around uh, though we have observed two different species mating but uh, the end result i don't think it will lay eggs or uh, the eggs will hatch yeah i totally get it right but yeah um once you know if it happens then we would be having a variety of um, butterflies you know like that would be so pretty to watch as well uh throughout this entire session i learned so many things from you thank you so much for being here spending all your time right here and um, bearing with us and uh, taking us all throughout it was an eventually great session to learn things from you and we look forward to meet you again in uh, another episode as well thank you so much uh, uh, rakshana so uh, maybe as a uh, send you these uh, uh booklets which we made so uh whatever you heard in this podcast is just hardly 2 to 5% and you have lot of other basics which you uh need to learn about basics of butterflies so i'll just send you just uh, start learning about butterflies and start observing them it's a pretty thing to watch and a beautiful hobby to start with Thank you Sharan thank you that is so sweet of you to send us all these things across it already changed my perspective while talking with you and um, i'm just so uh, glad to you know have met you right here um with this being said i also like to thank uh, each and every one of you still for staying till this extent and watching our um hearing us out on this podcast see you in another episode of the safety walls podcast we love earth and earthlings Thank you Sharon